join us today uh, on a great level up with two dear friends of mine who started a wine business kind of by accident almost. Um, we're going to learn a little bit about that. And as we have our little tasting about to begin, let's introduce our lovely guest, Hallie and DDA. Thanks for joining. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> we're happy to be here. Um, so before we get started with wine tasting, um, I kind of wanted to just talk about your story. And okay. for us, we've, we've had this conversation a thousand times. We've been friends since 1997, 97. officially for college, UCSB. But we were also born and raised in the Valley and went to a lot of parties together and have the same group of friends. So we're, we're pretty sure we've been friends like forever, lifelong. But for now, it's... it's um, college and, and OG forward. Valley Girls. OG. OG. Valley Girls. Mm -hmm. I like that. I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, it was fun. It was Welcome fun. Welcome to the Valley um, And then, so yeah, so then fast forward to family of two, moved to Colorado before that, met DDA, had all this stuff. I want to hear about those times. Okay. Well, when I met DDA, I was actually working in the fashion industry. Yeah, I yeah. was a marketing director for a clothing brand and we were about to sell the company and I needed to get out of LA. I was burned out. I had met mm -hmm. DDA about four or five months prior and uh, he suggested that I come to Colorado. And when I met him, he had told me he was starting an import business to import wines from Morocco. Wine, yeah, it was something else maybe, no, no, just, <laughs> just wine. Um, well. Yeah, it's, it's a project that started uh, back in 2004, but I didn't have anything back then, so I needed to start from scratch with even no knowledge of what to do really as a wine importer and where to start. So that took quite some time, but 2004 was the year it started. Did somebody introduce that to you or did you just kind of have a love for it and you're, and you're thinking, okay, you know what? I got an idea. I'm going to run with this. It's exactly that. Um, basically, I was working in the restaurant industry in Aspen, Colorado, which is pretty known as a foodie kind of food and wine scene and worked for a chef that was extremely talented uh, that did all molecular gastronomy. So from a very famous restaurant in Spain with a Moroccan twist because he lived in Morocco for a minute. Um, I was knowledgeable about certain Moroccan wines from my time in France. And I asked them why you don't have Moroccan wine representation for you that love so much Morocco on your menu. And it was like nobody ever brought any to the US. And I was like, OK, that's going to be my thing. And that's just solid like that. Entrepreneurial spirit, this one. And okay. And then you're like, okay, start. let's go. We're going to do this together. Take a leap of faith. And we got this. Well, when I had met him, yeah. the, the order was already <laughs> on its way. And it was taking some time because to work with Morocco, it definitely was a labor of love and patience. You need patience. Um, because Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they were not used to exporting to the U.S. They were working on their own time and things were right. moving slowly so DDA was getting impatient and we were preparing f to receive the wines uh, when we lived in Colorado. I actually asked Hallie when we met I'm like are you ready for the ride um, for the up and downs because I'm you know the roller coaster <laughs> I'm gonna really do that. I had no idea. Yeah and I had no idea. Yeah, so so it's it all, all started from, from no idea. You mentioned earlier when, when you got here that one of your first clients is actually just around the corner. Um, here in uh, Los Angeles, yeah. yes. Providence yeah. was one of the first restaurants that picked up one of our Moroccan wines. And um, so that was, you got that through cold calling, you said, and just pounding the pavement, calling on Yelp, you just, whatever you knew and went yeah, from there. I mean, that's what we, that's what was available to oh, us man. then. We had... No connections gig. here in LA. I had never worked in the restaurant industry. I'm just thinking about um, it makes me want to drink. Sorry. I know it was. It was <laughs> no, it's no, hard. It's hard. It Business development. Yeah, it was stressful, but it was also energizing because we started to receive some 
nice comments from some of those wine directors or buyers that they were liking the wines and they were excited to know more. And we really became storytellers mm-hmm. about Morocco. People wanted to know more about Morocco and their winemaking history as opposed to the technicalities of the wine, which we did speak about as well, because everything that's done there is a very old school way of making wine. It's very no, organic. I like, yeah, I like that. I think I read on your website something about, I don't have the, the, the quote memorized. Uh-huh. Not yet. You will. Not yet. So. Um, I, don't, I don't have it, but it's about basically not leaving such a you know crazy carbon footprint and how you can you know have the land undisturbed and still yeah. have the soil be good, have the grace be good, and, and still be you know organic right. and it's sustainable. It's basically going back to basics. Um, less talking on a larger scale level, more on a macroscopic level where uh, an artisanal producer makes his wines. Um, from A to Z, from the growing of the grapes, the planting of the vine, growing of the grapes, making of the wine, to the selling of the wine. And when you just go to a more human level, um, you go back to basics and to take care of each other, take care of the land, and that's exactly what it is about at the end of the day. So living for the future generation um, a better place, and if they can do that while drinking better wines, I'm all for it, for Taking sure. Taking care of their environment and really right. leaving the nature untouched. And that's pretty much how they were growing grapes there as well. So we started to become fascinated with that. And cold crazy, too. Yeah. Yeah, we were cold crazy. It wasn't an easy ride. Although People everybody was interested because they never had um, the availability to get introduced to Moroccan wines. Um, they still called, they were curious about it, but most of them told us, told us like, you have no chance mm-hmm. in a way, because they were like, who cares if oh, Morocco sh- makes wine? No yeah, chance. Nobody, nobody had <clears throat> had the chance to actually try wines from Morocco. And I think that at the time we were also coming with something so new and fresh. There were a lot of people that were not ready for a region such as Morocco, which is in North Africa, not that far from Spain and France, yeah. where they're producing tons of right. popular wines yeah. that are available everywhere. Absolutely. But they were questioning whether it was legitimate, even. Or even needed, on because it's a very competitive market. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we found ourselves as more storytellers also, and introducing Morocco as a country. And... The beauty of Morocco, whether it's from wine or other things, or politically, or... Food, spices, decor. I mean, people were ultimately curious. All those things. I think think that's how this whole level up started. It was like, I want to hear people's story. I want Mm -hmm. want to share people's stories. So when you say storyteller, that's perfect. When did you guys know that, okay, you know what? We made it. Like... We're hustling. We're grinding. <laughs> I know. I'm rolling my no, eyes. No, no, as no, no, no. It's a that. journey. It's a journey. It's yes, a journey. But definitely. there's like certain certain times, like you know, you have this timeline of going up, going down, successes, hardships, maybe not failures, but a learning curve. We can call it that. But but there there are times where you can just sit back and you can sip on a bottle of wine or water or however mm-hmm. you're going to celebrate and just be like, wow, like did it like stellar day stellar client stellar something like whatever your your goal is not your like all and something but when you know you're like we almost say it on a daily basis even now we feel like that i think every every time we get to that next level or step where we feel like we have accomplished something and the goal has been made and that's really been a, a very long labor of love for us because We've was a two people operation been, for yeah, the longest tri- time. It has been trial and error. Yeah. We did make a lot of mistakes because we started from scratch and we didn't really know a lot about how the industry worked. Um, I think there we didn't were, know anyone here. No, that was again that was the beginning. So we've zero people. I love this. We needed to make connections, and I think DDA is definitely a personable guy he's really good well, at for today thank you yes. for yeah. today i put for my today. best for today. <laughs> he's good at building relationships and um he's easy to talk to and i think that's on my side i actually love doing that too i love 
the idea of PR and mm -hmm. marketing. And I love talking to people and getting to know them and introducing them to something. Little did I know that that would be a good skill for sales as well. Gift because the gap. if somebody asked me, do you want to do sales years ago? Oh, I would have said, no, no, that's like a bad word. That's not what I want to do. No, no. cold calling. No, yeah, I'm not interested. Well, and wine, wine engages conversation. Right. And we were really passionate and you believe in about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was important. We were really passionate about what we were doing and we didn't want to give up. We and became ambassador for Morocco, basically. We did, for Moroccan wine. Yeah. And we still are. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how I think we've morphed as a company and how we've grown. And, and now we have two employees. little people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we well no, speaking of growth. I mean, not the, the, just you, to go yeah. back to your question, like, uh, I think the realization really has come for me, at least. As a business, I thought we were doing good a uh, few years back now but really it's more in the recent couple of years mm -hmm. because we have grown and morphed into a company rather than a two-people business and hired people and people stay with us and you know there is this realization now that we are also we are taking care of people we got to take care of our own people that are working yeah, with a whole us team. and growing and hiring people We've and, added to our and providing that 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 yeah. to people for me is like a, a huge actually achievement because there were times where we didn't know if it was if we would be able even to hire people because it wasn't easy it's always a difficult task and it's challenging and so i think it's when we started to hire people and have a team with us that we really felt like i think we did it as you not that it's a given or, or a win every time right as as you guys are talking about growth and expansion you guys have something um in new york is that is that i don't really know anything about that i like i literally was like new york okay so how, like how old is new york new york is One exactly year a year old okay. as of today okay. basically um so we started our own company back for the moroccan wine although it was a a, a thinking about doing it in 2004, but the first real container of Moroccan wine came in 2009, which was, if you remember, a pretty... Um, does that equal five years of patience? Yes. Yes, it does. And um, it, was, okay. uh, it was the financial crash it was financial here in this country logistic, But then there was the financial crash in the country. Yeah. So when we started, it was not the best time to start. It was very risky. Um, and I'm sure it, your family was very happy. Well, <laughs> was a lot I of had, unknown. I had about four different jobs at the time. So, yeah. um, so we so started at that time. <laughs> and then, you know, we made it through. And I think that the, one of the reasons we made it through uh, and became what we became now, it's because we started at a time where there was zero expectation low level of uh, expectation and so we just grew with the rebound of the economy in or in, in retrospective you grew people organically with your yeah. organic wine uh, people were looking for for freshness they were i think just like if you think about what happened in the last year and a half for us here with uh with covid and what happened with a lot of the lockdowns and yeah. people being at home, people were looking for freshness, something new to excite them. So we were kind of in that same position where when we were introducing wines from Morocco, we actually had a moment where people were excited about something new and different at the same time as finding people that were not ready for it yet. So, And since we love challenges, um, <laughs> <laughs> we saw COVID although as a challenge, but also as an opportunity. And so... A lot of silver linings. Yes. And so basically, it's been something that we always wanted to do, to have our own distribution in New York, and the same way we started here, and with the same producer. But COVID kind of gave us that challenge, but also that opportunity, where we were like, low low expectations. I know that, I know that, that uh, situation again coming here to conquer whatever you Let's can just do yeah. it and wait so you know my expectation will be lower because business is lower everything is lower but then you know we will be part hopefully of the rebound so it was the same kind of attitude just with a little more knowledge and experience in that business rather than in 2008 and 2009 we're coming in at a little bit more of a quiet time but i want to rewind a little bit because we don't just have moroccan wines anymore oh yeah there was a period of time after quite a few years after we were distributing the wines from Morocco that we had a lot of buyers asking us well what else do you have 
And we were so excited and passionate about representing wines from Morocco that we started to also add some new producers to our book. So we went through some trial and errors with some different producers that worked with Nomadic and some that didn't last. But we started to focus, to focus on wines from producers that were doing stuff in a more sustainable way. So producing wines organically, um, growing grapes organically, sustainably and using with no additives i i love using that. biodynamic love that. farming regenerative farming and working with small producers who were very dedicated to to their craft yeah to their craft and naturally making wine um it's just it's just the the fact that people i mean we don't realize until you start to dive in into it but the same way people are respectful or now mindful of their food and where it's coming from and yes. who farmed mm. it and what was added to it or not done to it well the same thing the same thing happens in in the wine industry yes they're more conscious and yeah. uh, it took a long time for people to get a little more conscious about their drinking habits And in for sure in recent years, people have been a lot more conscious about it. And that happens to be at the time where we did what we did. Yeah, basically. I think I think we are definitely here um, in the past. Definitely would be like organic wine. No, no. Like, ugh, that gross. Was, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, that's just we like. We didn't even know what that meant. But that's also that like, oh, problem. my gosh, you're a vegan. You just eat boiled Uh, vegetables all day long like no you don't need I mean yeah. there's like so many different ways to do things so I know I've learned a lot um, I know never to say what I like or don't like because you you just never know I thought that I really didn't like Chardonnay but after being with you for these last few years and you're like oh guess times. what uh, well, you like that one the wine off world is really vast and big and so we need to be open-minded about wine in the way because there are so many ways to do things It's like a, a chef that can cook something that you don't like and you're going to eat it just because he cooked it the perfect way for you. Mm. So wine is about the same thing. It's just be open-minded, at least try. What's, what's going to happen? You're not going to like it. You can spit it or not um, and just you know move on to the next thing. Just be open-minded. And that's kind of what we reminded people with the Moroccan wine at first. Just be open-minded. You don't have even to buy it. Just try it. Let's engage the conversation, and we like, and that's why wine is amazing because it's it engage into a conversation. It, it helps to engage into conversation for people, whether right. it can be about health, whether it can be about you know, hopefully when you're not too drunk, but about religion and politics and things like that. Ooh, no, 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 um, <laughs> no but, thanks. But, that, but, that, but that's <laughs> what it does. Staying away from that. <laughs> It helps conversation. Yeah. It's yeah. an art form, you know, and a lot of these winemakers are artists in that respect. And I think that, you know, when you walk into a gallery and or a museum and you're viewing a piece of artwork, right. it may grab you or it may not. And a glass of wine is the same. It may grab you and it may not. And that's okay. Everybody has a different palate and a different way of tasting and receiving in those senses so i think it's a it's an interesting thing to talk about winemakers in that way now the winemakers that we currently work with about well, all of them now they're all making wine in respect for nature and not using additives and that's the very important part i, yeah. I would so like much to better. kind of underline i mean like the additive part we we are not really aware of it as consumers Because there is a lobby that uh, forbids to have ingredients on the back label of wines. Uh, because there are 75 ingredients that are accepted in winemaking by the FDA. Those And 75 no ingredients, people think that wine is just grape juice fermented and that's it. And it's vegan. Actually, not all wines are vegan. It's thing that we don't realize because of that industrial revolution, basically, and, and we just wanted to make bigger, larger production, cheaper wine prices and things like that. But it kind of took the human aspect of it, and it was the human aspect and the artistic aspect of the, of the human being was replaced with additives. And so in that regards, it's really important for people to know that a lot of the wine that they consume if they don't know where they're coming from, are wines that have a lot of things added to them. Commercially made. The commercially same way a made. lot of 
food is made. Processed food, basically. Oh, so it like becomes processed wine. So like wine. I'm drinking, I'm drinking processed wine. Wine. She put it in that oh. with these words. Okay. <laughs> you know. We'll be we'll be we'll be doing some orders later, guys. Don't worry. Um, you, can, you can order online. <laughs> but, but it's true because we, I come across uh, to a lot of people that say, "Oh, I can't drink wine anymore." It gets me a reaction, yeah, red, oh, like, like the sulfates or whatever they come up with. Actually, sulfates is the last enemy in the long list of enemy of ingredients. Okay. Um, sulfates is actually a, a good thing. It's a natural byproduct of fermentation. Sulfates. It's everywhere around us in the air also. So if people didn't like sulfites, couldn't stand sulfites, they wouldn't even be able to walk free like and just breathe and talk to everybody. Oh, that's so funny. I it's, it's so, so many people's names are going you know through my why? head right now of you know what why? they think is wrong or whatever the doctors said because maybe they couldn't figure it out. But when you put it in those terms, it, I mean, it, There's it's a crazy. simple answer to that. It's the only ingredient listed in the back label. So everybody is focusing on the one ingredient that is listed on the wine label that says contains sulfites. But it's not. Sulfites, it's like a band-aid. It just helps you to uh, preserve the wines through transportation, for aging purpose, yeah. and it's naturally in the process of winemaking. Um, what is not natural is all of the other things added, which can be enzyme, protein, uh, fish bladder, Egg whites. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I want, I want to enjoy my uh, organic this tasting. I don't, want, I don't. Oh, no, no, you can enjoy it. Yeah, you know, right? you know what? It's not in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> but people don't have reactions to those things. It's just I think there's a lack of knowledge that is being blocked by big groups and big lobbies, basically. Yeah, media, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So what about, before we do our uh, tasting here, what about the future? What does the future hold for you guys? What are, I don't know, a new project you're working on or something that... Well, we're about to do a, a portfolio tasting in New York this next week, which is a big deal for us because it's the first time, you know, DDA is flying out there to go meet with buyers. We have our representative out there who is going to be alongside him and another importer that we get some amazing Eastern European wines from as well. So we're going to be doing an introduction on the East Coast, a proper one, which is a first for us mm -hmm. after one year of selling wine there. <sighs> and uh, we are excited about expanding our team yeah, a little bit more. I've we've got really some like amazing, we've better. got an amazing team now. Our nomadic team is solid. How many people do you have now? Six. So we are small, yeah, but we small. started from a one, two people operation, basically. So, you know, just that little growth for us is really like, we are mindful of yeah. it. Yeah. And we, we are thankful, uh, humble, grateful. All we're we're going to need to get you uh, some, some warehouse space for all the wines that you're going to be yeah, selling. We have a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so because there, Too much. Uh, there, is a, there has been a, a big logistic issue around the world right now with COVID, so we had a lot of problems keeping inventory, um, and so now we just received a lot of wines. Everything's so kind of coming in at once. So we should be going to their house, their <laughs> get-togethers, their events. Anytime. Maybe they have enough yeah. for uh, go New to, York. Go to our accounts. You know, we, we really are excited about the accounts that we have um, here in Los Angeles, but uh, in California and New York, and do you put some states. of that on your yeah. social media? Like we do, where it's sold, and we do. We, and we, and we also a lot sell direct to consumers, uh, which is one of the th project that we did during COVID, where yeah. we started to sell directly to consumers, which is something that we never had the chance, the time to do, and now we've been doing it. And it I'm very really, excited for that. Yeah, and that was really a kind of an amazing project to uh, with New York to take on. Yeah, we COVID. had to pivot in uh, at the end of March last year and try to figure out what we were going to do as restaurants were all shutting down. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. People yeah. were not leaving. Wine. Yeah, people it's, were not yeah, leaving yeah, their house. Get so it started. We decided to take everything online and do front door delivery service, contactless service. Yeah. Um, we were all doing it. DDA and I were driving with the kids to go and deliver wine. Our salespeople were doing it. Everybody. We were. We Is were that sales there. work? Well, just like uh, basically when COVID happened, which I uh, had a hire the day where the restaurant in, uh, shut down in California. Mm -hmm. um, instead of freaking out about it, um, I decided to just let's take a moment. Let's just 
see what's going to happen yeah. and not uh, run to conclusions. And we were like, we are basically, because of all the restaurants, I didn't know the retail stores were going to stay open back then. I was like, you guys, nobody are, knew, nobody knew what was going to so happen. So many more questions. Than and answers. I just received a lot of yeah, wine and I wine. freaked out basically, literally. Um, but with some reason. But you had patience. Yeah, I had patience. <laughs> and I was like, had well, if patience. nobody can sell our wine because we can't sell them to anybody because everybody is closed, let's just sell them directly to consumers because we had that license. I'm like, I need to still sell them because otherwise we are going down. Mm-hmm. And so we kept all of our staff on payroll and just asked them to help us to add everything to the website, to design the website, to create the content Group and effort. everything. Yeah, everyone pulled And we through. spent two yeah, weeks we like that. All the wines. And it helped us to keep our sanity in some ways because we were just focused on what we yeah, were doing. Yeah, giving value. Like, we, ha- we had that too. Mm-hmm. With, you know, who was going to the office in the middle of all this? Yeah, yeah. and so that really helped us. And then I turned the salespeople into drivers, delivery drivers, because there was no traffic. So you could go around the LA County many in hats. Like 30 minutes. No, we wore many hats. Um, yeah, and so that was how we, we managed that and kind of gave us some sanity for sure. Oh, another thing that we did, which was kind of fun too, is in the beginning, we uh, ordered a whole bunch of small little glass oh, vial yeah. bottles. And we were trying to figure out a way, if we can't reach our buyers and we can't go in and do personal tastings with them, with our new wines that are coming in, how are we going to get to them? So we bottled in small little what are the two ounce lab bottles um, bottles. tasters of all the wines that we wanted buyers to taste and we were putting them in bags and having our reps and we were going (laughs) and delivering them i'm like oh my gosh how many more steps is 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 how we going to talk about like what the heck it was was a lot but again we had to reach them we we did not want to stop and uh, we were just trying to creative. be as creative as possible. Yeah. And it, it worked. It worked. Again, with challenges, I think, come opportunities. And then we thought about this to actually give to people for them to taste towards their next purchase. Yeah, right. you need with the something. Home deliveries, we were giving people tastes. We were using those bottles and giving people a taste of something different that they didn't that purchase. Ninjas. I know. Imagine you get you a know? delivery with a I'd taste like, of a one that you, you might gift? like. What? What's going on? Like Friends, the, come over. It's like the suggested uh, product on, let's say, right. one of those websites, but we do it with wine. We had a little QR code yeah. sticker. You could snap a photo and it would take you directly to that wine online and you could purchase it. If you Perfect. It. Yeah, Make it well. easy. Yeah. What is this that you just poured? Talk to me so about this. Talking about wines with no additives and things like that, we obviously have to look also at, as, at countries or regions that have been making wine for thousands and thousands of years without the modern level of uh, things you can do to wine. And so one of those countries is Georgia, which is basically the birthplace of winemaking, really. Um, not like Georgia peaches? Not like Georgia peaches. Just checking. No, no, no. <laughs> the country of Georgia, not the state, which they are notoriously famous for basically being the, the beginning of really the winemaking. And they had techniques there that have not become trendy, but weren't trendy for the longest time, which is making wine in those massive amphoras that are underground. Mm. You put it in there, you just don't touch it. It's huge clay And it becomes vats. wine. And, and you pray... You seal it, you pray, you light the candles, that it's going to turn out to be good. And so wow. that's kind of what That's we as are low intervention as, as you can get. be. Risky. Risky business. <laughs> Risky business. It's a science project. And but again, it comes down that if you start yeah. from a very pure raw material, meaning the grapes that didn't get any pesticides, synthetic products, back then you didn't right. have all these things. Yeah, it so wasn't wine in the wasn't soil. spoiled the same way in the winemaking process. If you have pure ingredients, and that goes to anything, if you have pure ingredients, you don't have much work to do at the end. The ingredients talk, speak for themselves. So this you is know how to w- control the temperature too, and that's what's actually really interesting too about those clay amphoras is they can be temperature controlled as well. So this so is a wine coming get too hot. from Georgia. This is a white wine, but if you can look at it, it has a little color and coloration. This is kind of, uh, this is a white wine called, described as orange wine. I don't even like white wine and this is delish. So the, the reason why people that don't like wine will like this kind of wine, it's because it's a wine wine made like a red wine. 
meaning. Yeah, yeah. Tell me this again. You told me once. I, I need know. it. I need it like another five times. Um, he, he explains it really well. Okay. So <laughs> if you take any grapes, whether they are white, red, yellow, whatever color you can find, pink, um, and you press and you squeeze that berry, the juice that's going to come out of it is going to be just clear, clear yeah. because right. the pulp is clear. What makes a red wine a red wine is the maceration with its skin transferring the pigments from the skin of the grapes to the juice uh, that you are basically fermenting. So when you do that, you transfer that. So that's how you make a red wine a red wine. Um, the way to make a rosé wine a rosé is taking grapes that are for red wines and just a light time, a, a tiny time on the skin so you get some of that coloration, but not enough to call it a red wine. Well, if you do that to a white wine and to white grapes, the skin of the white grapes is not just pure green. Not all grapes are like that. They also become a little more reddish, a little more colored as they matured. And so when you take the skin of a white wine and let the white wine sit on the skin, rather than take the skin away to make it just clear, transparent, that wine is going to become what we call orange, meaning it's going to be in between rosé red and that's how you get what we call orange wine which is the technical right way of saying it would be skin macerated white wine skin or skin macerated contact. Skin, contact. skin contact wine because how you make a red wine is by macerating the skin so white wine does not have skin contact so the your so yeah. typical sauvignon blanc typical chardonnay that is just clear transparent you remove the skins right away and that's why you don't bread. have color on your, on your wine. If you leave the skin, even for a few hours sometimes, you're going to get a slight coloration. Like, ah, for example, like if this. you can grab this wine this there. One? Yeah, this is Sauvignon Blanc. Have you seen a Sauvignon Blanc like that before? No. Um, so this is what Sauvignon Blanc with macerated skin can do. It becomes that kind of like yellow dark yellow orange color there's so many things i i haven't thought about besides how exciting i get you should see us to drink but now like i'm thinking about it like i'm so label conscious i'm always reading something going oh it has something in there so now i'm just thinking like hmm but it's like even 75 ingredients. Yeah, you, and you don't know that. And I don't know anything. And every it was Who's when was it? Who's your poppy? Who's your poppy? You like that? I really like that. <laughs> That's a good line. That's right? a good one. See? And this is I'm a reading. Winery. I'm learning. This is a winery from California um, that is in close to Santa Barbara in Los Olivos. Coquico, which means poppy in um, French. And uh, you know they are basically. They had different styles of wines and they are just growing also with what people want. And it's great to see people able to change and be open-minded. Again, it's all about being open-minded about wine. If you think you know and you always go to the same thing, you, the, the world of wine is so vast. Uh, just in Italy, there are about a thousand varietals of grapes. Um, it's just almost, for me, sad sometimes when people would only go to the same wine that they want to go to and they, they know. know. Yeah. Well, I that think, comfort zone. yeah, I think, I think it's also they like been taken out of that comfort zone, but also if I'm, if I'm somewhere and we have these three wines and I know, okay, you know what, who's your poppy? Like, that's the one I'm not even going to look at these because I'm thinking to myself, well, what if I don't like that? Or What's going to vibe want more the, with you? Do I, yeah. Do I want the whole bottle of that? Or what am I drinking? Oh, I've had this before. I'd like it. So it's like knowing what you're doing work. If I have you, then I know, okay, you know what? I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to relax. I'm going to drink. I'm going to listen and I'm going to figure this out. And whatever I came to the table with, I'm not leaving that way. I'd make and myself more available. What you just, <laughs> said, but what you just did, it, it shows that this, that we're a different generation than our parents' generation or our grandparents' generation where we are very label conscious. We walk up to the aisles and we look at the artwork on the bottle and we approach a bottle that vibes more with who we are. 100%. Whether 100%. it's the font, whether it's the graphic. Label design. Mm -hmm. Label design are very, very important. Yeah, the, the, word, right the, word, the word organic is like, I mean, that's... It used to be a no-no. That's a yeah. hot, yeah, that's a hot topic right now. But I mean, if you are organic, you have to be certified organic now. 
here which in California. Which there is also, there was at the beginning. You is that know, for, is that like worldly? Or so, is that no, 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 actually. Like different, it differs different like from country to country. To be organic in the US, I think is a very narrow-minded definition rather than the European one. And that's not because I'm from Europe, but... Of it's course just, not. Um, <laughs> here, being organic in wine means that you don't have a certain amount of sulfites. So it's all based okay. on the sulfites rather than on the ingredients. Okay. Because you can be organic. Sorry, I left your wine a little too. No, also no, 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 the, no, no, Also how the grapes are grown as oh, well. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wait organic a is more about the growing of the grapes. I like the that. The farming answer. technique. I'm going to take you to Slovakia now. Okay. So we were just in... So now we're kind of traveling, which is yeah. also one of my favorite things to do in this world. So... Yes. Slovakia, okay. That's the beauty of uh, nomadic. We this can is take an, you around the world. This oh, yeah, is another skin contact wine, by the way, but you see the difference in color. It almost looks like a red. This is a white wine. And this was... This is white wine. I because, know it's going to... Because they, because they were able to... Leave the skins. For, li for a, a long, long time? A long, long time. So if you, the longer you leave the skin, the darker the color is going to get. Okay, so now here's a... A really funny question for you, okay? Yeah. So you only want the skin in for a certain amount of time because of how we're aging and doing and processing. I don't know all the crazy yeah. terminology. How do you get all the skin out? You just remove them. Yeah. They strain it. They's, so when, when, you, when you make wine, the, they strain it, like the solids strain. of the wines are always going to go at the bottom of the tank. It's just gravity. So they press everything. So they and just... The juice just dribbles out you just get the wine from the top layer and you leave the bottom layer basically okay what do you think about that sandwich sandwich don't eat your sandwich drink it <laughs> oh that's a good one <laughs> cheers cheers you know i think maybe uh for a hanukkah gift i think i'm gonna get, like write all your quotes and like find a book and like put like like a picture of like our wines or like or something and We'll kind of go My from there. My favorite today is the fox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, something funny about that, um, not to poke fun at your accent, but my, like, where we came from, um, our, our like, maiden name was Fox, F-A-U-X, and when my grandpa came over on the boat, they're like, what the heck is that? They're like, Fox, F-O-X, here's your name, and here you are. So when you say, folks, Fox, that was kind of funny. When you said Fox, I'm like, oh, hey. Changing Yeah, it kind of resonates. Okay, so tell me more about this. So um, so this is Pinot Gris. So Pinot Gris is a white grape. It's called Gris, which means gray, because the skin color of that grape becomes grayish, reddish. So that's why it's, it's called uh, also Pinot Gris. Um, this is left on the skin for 30 days. So 30 days of skin contact as and a then white wine. What are the and days then total? You, and then you press oh, all of that. One month, 30 days. Oh, but yes, it just... That's how long it's. You let the wine the ferment, pack. macerate with the skin, everything macerate. in one tank. In the tanks That's why we like the, the world macerated concrete. for uh, white wines with, uh, that have that orange okay. color. Um, you let them for one month, then you press everything because the, the, the grapes, the berries are like letting some juice out, but you need to press. And that's going to give you that color, basically. I don't it. know if this is my favorite. I have to like. It's more, so again, this is not a white wine to just like sip. And and have like you know. What do you eat this around. with? This is a food wine, basically. Food wine, like meat, fish, yeah, anything like oh. oily, like more fat. Yeah, it can even cut like through a the fat. charcuterie things that have a little even bit more red meat. grease and fat. Like um, okay. like some I don't know. I would say pasta with uh, cream sauce and and chicken or things like. Are that. we are we having a chef on here after? Is we're gonna go mm, from okay. like wine There's to kitchen? Hey Mark, yeah. would you mind uh, finding something <laughs> on the yeah. grill? Put another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, 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 yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to read what it says on the back label here, because again, this is a producer that wants to be transparent. And I think that's really Im important to talk about because there are a lot of winemakers today that really are striving to be more transparent. So this winemaker is saying that this is all organically farmed, hand harvested. They use wild yeast fermented, 30 days, skin contact, low intervention, authentic wine, unfiltered. Ooh, I like the that. word so authentic is very important. It's really but, important. But when you when she read, what did you like? Wild yeast. Wild yeast, and you so said very important. So yeast is a component of fermentation. Yeast it's is basically present yeast. on the skin of the grape. 
yeast is in every product and mm -hmm. and fruit or anything like that. The industrialized wine, we add yeast to make wine. Mm. And wines that are basically made in labs with even flavors, you can choose that, that yeast with the flavor you want to have the flavor you want in your final wine. So you more make a wine as a recipe rather than naturally let it happen and be authentic. Mm -hmm. When you work with wild yeast, that means that you work with just the yeast that is present on the grape. And you often hear the word terroir in wine talk, which means like the environment of winemaking and of the place where you are. The yeast is the most important thing in winemaking because that's what's going to create the fermentation. That's what's going to change grape to uh, fermented basically into wine, to fermented juice and wine. And those wild yeast that are present on the, the grape, if you don't use them, then you lost basically the sense of that place, of that yeah. grape. And the yeast, the wild yeast is for me the glue in winemaking. It adds the character to it. So, a uh, sidebar, but this whole white cloth phenomenon and truly and whatever else these coronas and these like seltzers, I'm still trying to figure out like what is the alcohol in there? They use hard alcohol in those. So is it just like sugar alcohol? They just it's yeah. like fermented Whoa. sugar. In which like, one? Uh, in the hard seltzers. So that's yeah. I mean, mostly either way. It's I, just trash. I, I it's just sugar crap. or residual sugar. But it, I mean, those With things are not natural. Hard alcohol. Yeah. Okay. It's just not natural. So in wine, you have sugar naturally in the process of turning from breaking fruit, it down, and you need that sugar to become alcohol. Right. So one of the added product that is approved by the FDA is sugar, that you can just add sugar to your wine to make it taste better. If your wine basically doesn't taste good, and a lot of people think that they taste and they drink dry red wine, mm -hmm. but their wines. I mean, if you go into a, a conventional wine, has most likely two gram sugar per liter or more, three, four. I feel I feel a Napa trip coming on soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I feel we, like very knowledgeable and like I just want to like walk into these wine tastings and be like, how much sugar do you have in there? We did yeah, that yeah, before yeah. years ago, Lindy. We could do it again now that. No, I was no, with you. A lot more. I was with you. Yeah. When? Oh, yeah. Wait, how long ago? Oh, that's that another one. Nine. nine Are we gonna ago? age ourselves again? <laughs> nine years. No. <laughs> that was a fun trip. It was. I broke my shoe one night. <laughs> I didn't know that part. You see, nine years later, things yeah, are coming. We out. Have, yeah, yeah, that was coming yeah. Out. Bachelorette at Napa. Great about wine. Now? I can remember very little. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What's next? What's next? Um, so next we could do, um, do you want to do a rosé or a red wine? I feel like a red wine. So this is a producer that we really, really love. Um, he's basically family. He's uh, one of our first producer um, that we started to work with after the Moroccan wine. A small producer that does about 25,000 bottles a year. So Whoa. you would be like, this is really small. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's again goes oh, back quality, though. But that goes back to like a more human level, um, and having basically. So I'm just going to tell you the name of the wine. It says Soif de Plaisir, and Soif de Plaisir, m when you translate it, means thirst of pleasure. I know you would like that. Do I feel, <laughs> do I feel another quote coming? <laughs> Is there another line? No, it's already on the label. You don't need you don't need a quote on that one. Um, so this is this producer in south of France. Um, Not as graceful as you. It, it's very humbling also to go see them, this type of producer. We, we were just there. We just visited because them. Because they don't have a ago. big house. They don't have a, a beautiful tasting room. They literally live where they make wine. In the a garage. beautiful village. It's kind of like level up, right? Yeah. The, the like garage is their winemaking facility and they, they just live, live above, uh, above the garage. And their, their vineyards are uh, just a quick drive away. And they, they take That's care of their of vineyards every day. They go there. They don't hire people to do the work. Well, because and they know, they can see, they can sense, they see warning signs. They, I mean, that's well, like, that's one of their the babies. It's hands, like you said, labor and love. Approach. And it's yeah. one of the difference also with the US, the way we make wine here. Here you have ranchers that hire people to go work the vineyards and things like that. Right. Not necessarily people on the microscopic le level just go and work in their own vineyard. So that's why the price it of wine is It smells really yummy. Expensive. 
it's so once you get into those wines it's really hard to go back to other wines because they just are lively and they taste real. They, ch- they just taste like my grand my grandfather made a wine basically. Or someone Wait, does he make wine? No, but okay, he could have checking. been. I wish he would have. Just checking. Uh, but it, it's kind of like a more like oh, you know, like uh, I did a wine for my own family and that's what came out. And can you tell me again the reason why we don't put ice cubes in our wine? Oh, you should. You can. I don't care. Personally. Yeah, to chill it, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but generally yeah. speaking. So because people actually it'll serve dilute, wine. It'll dilute the wine. Well, dilute, that's dilute it. It's not about like too cold or but temperature or preference. But let's just go to the, to the reason why people are putting ice cubes in their wines because their wines are usually served too warm. You don't want to serve a wine at a warm temperature because okay. you can make it cold, cold, cooler unless you add ice cubes. So the, the way to fix that would be to serve your red wines at a chilled, te- I mean, cold temperature. Because it can like only always warm up in your glass. Like it a will 55 always warm up. Yeah, 55 degrees. Because it's really tastier. I better check my wine fridge. Yeah. 55 degrees is good It's really wines. important, I think, to serve wines because they taste better also when at lower temperature. They're not as heavy and you don't need to drink more like water for it. So this is a, a red wine. So can you tell we a didn't story? remove the grapes, the skins here. We let the skins oh, in to make sure. it Oh, for sure. Look red. how dark it is. 100% uh-huh. skins are in. This is, we are in the south of France. On south the of France. On the border with Spain. So on the Did Catalan side. Did we fly side. like on a, on a private jet from we can. our yeah, last it country? Wasn't the, it wasn't a nomadic jet though. No. no. Where did we go from? Slovakia. Gold. Slovakia to, Slovakia to, to Mori. To north, south, south of France. France. Okay. Mori. We Mori. are about two hours away from Barcelona, north of Barcelona. Mm. On um, on the mountain side I'm of I'm tasting South of some cheese on its way or something. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Mark, we are waiting for it <laughs> again. Uh, <laughs> so we are in South of France, higher altitude. Um, and in an area where wines can be a little flabby and with high, alcohol, what, high alcohol content. I don't even know flabby what flabby means. means. Basically, the lack of acidity for us. Acidity in wine mm. is a very important well, component. Flat. Yeah. You need acidity to have your wine be lively and be able to stand against food. With no acidity, your wine just tastes flat. Um, And so it's very difficult to do that in that region because it gets really, really hot. So you have to pick your grapes earlier to make sure that they retain a natural level of acidity, to not get too technical. Um, And basically by doing so, you assure that your wine is going to be fresh, lively, juicy, just the way that wine is. So that's Syrah, Carignan, two grapes, 50-50. That's it. You got that, guys? Got that, everyone? I hope, yeah. I hope yeah. so. Can you tell a little story about uh, Mark and Caroline? Mark and Caroline. Mark is someone from another Sweet part of South of France. A lovely couple, full of energy, big character. Um, they are really, really lovely people. And... He was basically on a search in the early 2000s for really old vines because for him that's what he wanted to work with because old vines are going to have a lot more characteristic and um, interesting things to say and reveal, like just a, a person with more wisdom. Um, uh, and so he was looking for that and the price of uh, property and uh, vineyards is through the roof. Speaking my tune right now, I can... So he was looking in areas, more remote areas of South of France, where the land wasn't as expensive, and he found stumbled ab- uh, upon this area, which happens to be where I'm from, really, just 20 minutes away from my hometown. Just in happens to be. Just uh, This is true. I mean, Hallie just went there for the first time. I did. I got to see where, his, where he originated from. Um, and so legitimately lovely (laughs) lovely people uh, making great wines again small not trying to do and like take over the world with their wine we're just trying to make soulful wines wines that are naturally made such a big difference yeah and and you know thinking about what he's doing and not being dogmatic about it as well and so when i remember Hallie actually found those wines via social uh, social media and then we called them to ask them if they had representation here. But I remember still tasting the first bottle they sent us, a sample, and I'm like, it tastes real and authentic to go back to that, to that world. It almost like when you, when you taste something like that, there's like memories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and like history and 
there's a vision as opposed to, like you said, some of the more industrial monopolies that just kind of pump it out. Um, it's a it's a it's a totally different experience. Exactly, and they are really are real people making real wine, and it was beautiful for us to even be there as a family with our two kids and their beautiful daughter, Livia, and to get to know them as a winemaking family because that's what they are. They really embody this work life love in what they do well, with the their best wines. and the worst. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's uh-huh. really it's an yeah, amazing thing to see that. You know, this is uh you're walking into an artist studio basically and you're seeing what they do like and acres of land that's how just they make like it. Mm-hmm. Where they pick their grapes and what was amazing is we were there during a pretty hot time of the year when they were really getting ready for oh, the harvest. harvest. And so we were walking with them through the vineyards. They they were checking their vines to see when their grapes were going to be ready, making sure there was what no cool mildew, feeling. looking at the soil on the ground to make sure it's not too dry because they hadn't gotten a lot of rain. Mm. And you want rain at that time yeah. so the, the berries can grow with more juice in them because right. there's rain at that time. That right. means like you know, smaller berries. So they're not juice. just looking at the vines. They're looking down at the ground. All they're the conditions. The, the exchange between the soil and the, the plant. Whole environment I mean, it's really, really, really interesting. Makes a difference in how the wine is made. That's awesome. Do we have another? Or no? Did oh, we yeah, say three? I mean, like, uh, okay, this is our last one. You sure? That's yeah. it? Well, last oh. one. Last one for level up. <laughs> we'll have some, uh, you know, outtakes for uh, after hours. Well, that one is specially for you because... You have something special. I mean, listen, with our viewers, our viewers are like probably pissed off that we're over here having a great time drinking wine, and they're not yet. <laughs> oh, so. you can, they, well, can they can join us. Find, they can they, join us. Yeah, they can find all these wines on our website. Yeah. What is? Can we? Can we talk about that? What is your social media handle? So they can find us online at We Are Nomadic. That's for just regular like. Website. That's our Instagram. Oh, Instagram. That's our social oh, media. Oh, we are Nomadic. Okay, and I then know that. our website is nomadicdistribution.com. Okay. And that's where we Just do have a shop. Funny little story. Um, nomadic, actually, uh, the name Nomadic Height came uh, because in the wine business, a lot of people are actually putting their name uh, as an importer or as in the wine industry. It's a very common practice to put your name if you're a wine importer as the name of your company. And because we also started with wines from Morocco and we were kind of going anti this whole, all the rules that are being basically in the wine, in the wine industry, um, we didn't have a focus specifically beside Morocco about like, oh, we want to import wines from France. We were like, our history has made us and our past has made us travel around the world for different reasons. And we wanted basically to be a reflection of that. Uh, we shouldn't just think that good wine is made in France. There is good wine everywhere around the world. It's just again, stay open-minded. There's a lot of bad embrace wine the world. Too. Embrace the world. We're constantly the world. expanding. We're constantly traveling. We're constantly wanting to make. Explore. I want to go. I want to go. And our customers travel through our wine. I want to go with you guys on like one of your like crazy Ooh, that's experiences. Gonna yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, we need to plan a trip. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Am I ready for uh, it? My passport is ready. Am I ready for Lindy's it? I have global ready. entry like I'm ready, okay? Feel <laughs> the whole thing. Um, yeah, me and Ricky, we I have we have it all. We're ready. I actually just talking about the fact, you know, conventional wines are the year, natural wine, it doesn't mean that... Oh, this is so good, and I don't even like rosé. It, do, it doesn't mean that uh, wines that are made that way are always going to be better for you or they are better wines. It's not the idea about those wines. You can make good wines and bad wines, w- whether it's conventionally made or whether it is naturally made. Um, I, just, I just really... Can we talk about the name? Sure. Oh, yeah, I let you. I let you, you do the. the I let you do winery? it because I know you're gonna take a kick out of no, it. No, I don't know. Like, like extreme close up. What's the name of the winery, Lindy? Can tell us. Are we allowed to say it? You yes. know, you maybe it's it. like it's a family name. It's a family name. It's their name. It's they are proudly saying it too. I know. Can I just giggle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all giggle. Um, they giggled themselves. Because yeah, believe me. What's Fucking wines from Croatia. They're the best. <laughs> and it's rosé. And I don't even like rosé, but it's such a great taste and such a 
the great, actually great. make t-shirts it's only fucking wine it's yes i'm gonna need one of those uh, you know it's just um and, that, and then um, so because this is the color the skin the skin of the grapes was on left on for some time maybe 30 days i have no idea how maybe this a few hours weeks. maybe yeah. a few hours but that's why it's Minutes. not just clear and it's not super red it, it was somewhere you left the, the skins there you see what's that m word again macerated macerated okay we're getting places so, so this is to uh, good fucking wine to good fucking, good fucking wine, wine. Uh, thank you the fucking family thank uh, you thank you fucking family <laughs> This is a rosé from, from Croatia, <laughs> from an indigenous grape uh, from Croatia called Tehran. So there are some grapes that you would only find in specific places. Regions, yeah, this different regions. This is one regions. of those. And Croatia, I mean, this is on our next It's a beautiful place grape. To go. We, we, went, there. we went to Croatia. It's really eye-opening. There's like everyone, like every single person who owns any land has a vineyard and bottles their wine. I mean, it's like no matter what, you have your like table wine. It kind of felt like I was... Like yeah, the grandpa wine. That's why I was. That's you know? why I was saying. Like backyard. basically, you know, yeah. I have friends from this area of the world where, like, everybody in their family makes wine just for themselves and mm -hmm. their friends because mm -hmm. they have vines in their in their. In it's their like garden. a speakeasy. Yeah. Well, and even to try to get them to export sometimes is so hard because oh, no. they're you know they're just so used to selling to their local market there. They're not even the thinking timing about is the different. Exporting. Yeah. So it's you know it's hard too for DDA and I sometimes to contact winemakers and ask them, are you in interested in exporting your wines and some of them are on this level of well we just sell to our local market and, and make only we only make a little wine. bit of wine maybe next year we're planning on producing another yeah maybe couple hundred more cases and if we're lucky away. if we're lucky we get those wines so that's another thing a lot of these winemakers are they're so artisanal and so small that when we get their wines into the country we only get a handful yeah and they they're, go fast they're gone like that yeah well i mean and they are always too like one they this producer they always tell you like well but i don't produce enough for the u.s thinking like that's it if you're going to get imported to the u.s you're going to go through massive amount of wines which we certainly hope it's true uh but it's not a reason why not it's to not the true wines. scale yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, this is not why we are doing it i uh, appreciate that we are doing it for other reasons we just think the wine is really good and people should get to know it and so they look at it more like but i'm too small for you i'm just like well, we run out we run out it's okay mm -hmm. you know we don't need to have it all year long and that's why we we don't because if you have a wine all year long and every year the wine tastes the same most likely that something was made to that wine to taste like that a Chardonnay from France shouldn't taste the same way than a Chardonnay from California. Mm -hmm. Different area, different sunshine, uh, different rainfall, different all these things. Yeah. So that's why you should stay open-minded. And if you don't like a Chardonnay from France or from California, that doesn't mean that all Chardonnays are bad. You just didn't like that specific wine. That's all. There are many other wines to taste. Stay open-minded. Yeah. Yeah. And right. be a nomad. Yeah, be a nomad. Yes. Just all, you know, let let the world be open. Don't fear the world. Don't fear. The oh, world. we got another quote. Uh, yes. This is a big day. It is. This yes. is a big day in quotes. Yeah. Well, we're glad we we could share these wines yes. with you. You know, these thank are you. honest wines made by honest producers. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time um, and kind of teaching us some knowledge. We're and happy to share that with yeah, you. Yeah, some stories. So the next time I have you guys on here, we're gonna have a whole new selection of yeah maybe and we maybe do a new theme maybe a new theme yeah Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> gross spirits from around the, the world spirits uh, and beer you know i mean it all goes into whole drinking industry basically. maybe we'll just we'll just like stream it live like wherever we go we'll just like each place we go to <laughs> no but i think people should be aware also where there are places that are um promoting this type of wines and this type of food mm -hmm. and you know be if you see wines that you don't know from grapes you don't know that's gonna be my uh, explore my last don't sentence of the day basically my last like one that. of the day just look, at, the look day. actually for yeah. the unknown on things on the wine list that you see and if they are available by the glass ask to try them just get out of your comfort zone. Oh, I like zone. that. Or look up on your phone right away. You can look up the winery and look up their story and see if that's something that interests you. But just try to go and explore other things because I think that that's why wine uh, restaurants do buy the glass. It's not for you to just have your classic Chardonnay. 
it's also to try to introduce you to new things. So if those new things are available, don't be scared uh, of them. Just politely ask your waiter if you can just try that wine, a little sip. Oh, they would be. They would totally do that. They do that and, all and the time. And, and that's a way. And they're happy to do that for yeah. restaurant also. Yeah, to you not appreciate just, it. And that's a way for restaurant to not just cater to what people want, but to be able to be really figure it out. Like original in their wine program, to do new things, to experiment, and to uh, hopefully teach something uh, about wine to people. Yes, that's please. The ultimate goal. That's All right, to many more successes, you guys. Yeah, I can I can chill on, the, on an empty glass. Oh, sorry, my glass is empty. We'll do a splash. Thank you. Splash? Do we need like a boomerang Ooh, or something? Yeah, <laughs> Who talks about a splash? Cheers, Cheers. you guys. I'm Thank so you. proud of you guys. I'm proud to be your friend. I'm proud to be a part of your growth. I'm proud to share the good word, um, and it really really like makes a difference in the world doing business with just like you said different generations like-minded people you know who doesn't like to gather around the table Drink have a wine. glass of wine learn about someone's story make a difference in the community however it is for our children making the world a better place yeah um and yeah to to 75 ingredients to not 75 ingredients <laughs> to, excuse me that's what i meant to not <laughs> not 75 thank ingredients. you lindy I keep knocking the mic. All right. <laughs> Level up, guys. Thank you. Everyone. Team, you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. You guys know what to do. You can follow them at We Are Nomadic. We Are Nomadic. It's the wine. Uh, it's the wine. <laughs> yeah, it's the wine. Uh, and, um, yeah, you guys can sample all these on your own. You can go on their website and any of the new things that they will be promoting or places they will be, we will let you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.